So welcome back to my next episode of Dating Tips for Single Women. My name is Antje Boyd, founder of FindTheOneElite.com. And today I have a special guest here with me today, Susan Ball. Hi, Susan. <laughs> hey, Antje. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I am doing great. I'm just not in California like you, so I'm a little jealous. I know. So tell the listeners where you're calling in from. Nova Scotia, Canada. And we are waiting for a blizzard. Wow. Okay. So you know where not to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't come here. <laughs> oh, okay. From Canada. Well, let me tell the listener a little bit more who you are, Susan. So Susan Ball is the founder and CEO of Broken to Blissful. Yes. She's an mm -hmm. author and sought after international speaker, sharing her message of building joy on the journey from victim to survivor to thriver. Oh yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> her experience, her insights and proven strategies to her work much to her clients' delight. In a nutshell, Susan helps women heal. Whether a woman is in need of support following a divorce or toxic relationship or recovering from an abusive relationship, Susan welcomes everyone and works with them using the tools and concepts from her groundbreaking book, Courage and Grace from Broken to Blissful, The Journey of Building Joy During Your Recovery from abuse. Susan is also a regular contributor to Life Grid, The Huffington Post, and Thrive Magazines. She lives joyfully ensconced with her soulmate off the grid, snuck at tiny recce house on Canada's Atlantic coast. Isn't that the cutest intro ever? It's so cute. <laughs> welcome. welcome, Susan. Yay. Yeah, I'm just so happy to be here. I, lo I love the vibe. It's great. So happy to have met you. Absolutely, Susan. I'm so excited. So tell us, you know, always the, oh, the listeners are always curious to hear what got you into this, right? Like what makes you such an expert and why do you have such a heart and soul and passion for, for this work? I experienced a violent, abusive relationship. I was almost killed. And where I come from in Canada, the police have to lay the charges. The victim doesn't have a choice. And then they put you in the system, as I like to call it, which is great. There's resources, there's help. But what I found was there was a huge disconnect between leaving your abusive spouse and actually creating a life you love. They kept you in this kind of victim mode. You're a victim, you're a victim. Everywhere you went was victim services, victim counseling, victim this, victim that. Mm -hmm. And when you sat in group counseling, it was almost like we were comparing stories. You know, oh, mine was worse than yours. And mm -hmm. through that, yeah, through that experience, I became I started to abuse alcohol and drugs and date bad boys because I was a victim and got into all kinds of mischief yeah. and I met a wonderful lady who actually wrote the foreword to my book and she asked me I hadn't seen her for a long time she was a, a, a friend and am I allowed to use bad language sure go ahead 
And she asked me, we hadn't seen each other in 10, 15 years. And she said, what's new? So I gave her my story, my victim story. And she looked at me and she said, hmm, Susan, that's a fucking boring story. Mm-hmm. And I went, excuse me? That's my story. That's who I am. I'm not a victim. You know, I embellished it so well. I rehearsed it. I tried every day. So don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me that I'm partying and wasting my life and all of this stuff. It's my story. Yeah. But she was the one who, even though I was angry and I thought, what a waste of time and I will never speak to her again. And I'll, about three days after that, I called her up and I said, any chance we can sit down and have a coffee? Mm-hmm. And we did. We sat and she said, it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to let go. It's time for you to be grateful that you're out of that relationship. It's time for you to create some happiness in your life. That's your role now. Mm-hmm. Not anyone else's. That's your role now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that started the process of change. But that element of the healing process for women who are coming out of those, those relationships, those very negative, heavy-duty relationships, they're not there. They get, they get into this victim system, and they're virtually stuck there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what I see so often, Susan, why I'm so excited to talk to you is, you know, it's really a journey because when women are victims and, you know, some we have like parts of us, like every single one does, that who wants attention, right? And I see like that, that being victim, right? Like just you get so much attention and you get so much. Oh, I loved it. Right? Isn't it great? So, but it's not happy attention. Absolutely, you know, and it's also, um, it really gets you out of the responsibility. It's like there's no hope. As a victim, you have no hope because you're at the mercy of, well, everything outside of yourself. There's nothing you can do about, right? So what would you say are some of the three blind spots that you see from the women that come to you that they're just not aware of like where are they at and where are they with their awareness level around their victimhood and their level of commitment to to wanting to change versus to be like well i like to talk to you about this forever because i get your attention their awareness they okay when women come to me they're in a place of, uh, this really sucks and I'm not going anywhere and I'm just peddling in the same place. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really not knowing how to move out of it. And the problem is, what they're asking is all of these why questions. Why did he treat me this way? Why did this happen to me? Why can't I move forward? Why, is, why do I feel sad still? All of these things. Mm-hmm. The problem with why questions there's no answer. They're all, ex- the, all the answers are excuses. So why did he treat me that way? Well, maybe you, you can make an excuse. He was in a bad mood. He had a crappy day at work. He, you know, his mom yelled at him, whatever you want. That's an excuse. So the why questions keep them in the relationship. They keep them going in this pattern of continual analysis. Mm-hmm. that's the first thing I, ha- I I work with them to break away from the why and change it to what how and when so that they're looking at what can I do to change my life how am I going to do it and when am I going to do it 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, it, it's so true, right? Because the questions we ask ourselves is directly proportional to the results we create. So if you just say, why did this happen? Oh, you get answers all day long, right? Oh, so, all kinds of them. You get an answer, right? So that's so smart to be like, you know, what, what can I change right now? And, and how can I move forward, right? So, and, and what else would you say for, for those single women who have also come from a lack of trust, right? Because, you know, that trust has been abused. So how do you help them around that to, to build that up again? That comes from confidence in yourself and knowing your boundaries. There's a, I mean, I was cheated on and all of that kind of stuff. So I didn't trust anyone until I healed. See, we, we attract what we reflect. And I'm sure you're very familiar with that. And one of the things that women don't realize is that when you keep attracting bad relationships, there's one common denominator and that's you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things we work on is getting them to acknowledge that this pattern this continual pattern is because something inside of them, a boundary, uh, uh, a child wound, something is not healed. Something needs to change within themselves. Yeah. That's the journey that needs to happen. And once you start to heal that and you start to trust yourself and you start to trust your gut voice and your boundaries and your responsibility and your own happiness, the trust comes forward because you're not looking at somebody else to provide anything all all your needs and wants you take care of yourself finding a relationship a partner in your life that's an added bonus everything else you can do for yourself mm -hmm. and so when you met your partner so tell us more about how you met your partner like you know where were you in because we talked so much about like for women to actually visualize what they do want, right? So where were you in your life and what was the circumstance and how did you guys meet? Oh, that my current partner? Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> at my yard sale. Oh, okay. <laughs> my, well, it was actually my daughter's yard sale. I had two little girls, uh -huh. young girls, and we had finally moved into a half decent house after all of the turmoil. Mm -hmm. Little apartment house and they were having like a street sale and my youngest daughter said mom I want to part I want to sell my Barbies and I'm sorry I got a hair on my face it's driving me nuts there we go um I want to sell my Barbies so she set up a little stand and of course being eight years old nine years old she got bored very quickly and so right. on and so forth so I put out a few things and I was sitting out there watching it because she wanted to go and do something else right <laughs> And along comes this person. And literally, I saw him walking up the street, and I wasn't thinking long-term relationship. I was actually thinking, gee, that would be nice for an evening as long as he didn't tell me his name. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> I love it. I was so good. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you thought he was good. And then what happened? <laughs> the next thing I know, he's on the other side of the street and he turns around and he said, did you talk to me? Are you talking to me? And I went, no. And then he just kept wandering over. I was going to fix my lamp that I was trying to sell and all of that kind of stuff. And before you knew it, he told me his name and that ruined the whole fantasy. So now it was down to a new level. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
went out a few times and it just clicked, but I was very honest, very honest with him about where my healing journey was from that abusive relationship mm -hmm. and that I was not going to be easy to handle, mm -hmm. that I was not um, there yet. I, I was good, but there was going to be things that maybe I wouldn't handle as well as he would expect somebody else to handle them. Mm. And I love that you touch on that, Susan, because what I hear so often from my, uh, from the women that I work with that come to me, or just in general questions on Facebook, right? It's like, you know, we talk so much about vulnerability and authenticity. And, you know, what's, you know, what's the right time frame? I mean, you know, when did you start opening up to him and tell him this? Pretty much right away. When it started to get kind of a little more serious and stuff like that, it was, okay, you need to hear this story. You need to know the truth. Mm -hmm. You need to know where I come from. You need to know where my two girls come from. Yeah. Because they're a part of, of my life and they've seen this. And that, you know, I'm, I'm healing. I'm healing. And what was great about it was... I was in such a good place that if he decided he didn't want to be part of that journey, I was okay with that. I, I was okay. I understood that there, I was going to meet people who were going to say, oh, I don't want. Then I knew that they were not authentically for me. Mm -hmm. Because at that moment, I needed somebody to be vulnerable with me, right. to be happy with me, and to call me out on my bullshit if I was getting too much back in that victim mentality. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, okay, I appreciate where you come from. And there's another more empowering way to see the situation right now, right? Yeah. Right? And so so how did he take it? Like women are always afraid to like, you know, how does he take it? And he actually, you know, he was he was really good about it. He said, I'm so glad you told me. I I completely understand. You're going to have to help me help mm -hmm. you. And that's how he took it. Great. Oh, that is so amazing, right? Because that really busts that kind of myth that women have to like, oh, I don't want to bother anybody or I don't want to be too complicated, right? We're like, no, actually men want to know. They want to know as specifically as possible because they want to make you happy. So that's what I really hear you say. Yeah, and, and that was his whole goal. And yes, there was times when he was very uncomfortable with it. There was times when he didn't know what, how to do it. <laughs> how to fix it he wanted to fix it that was i think the worst thing is that men are sort of fixers they want to fix the problem yeah i was broken and he wanted to fix it mm -hmm. really quickly but didn't there was no way to do that yeah and so i think that's that's such beautiful work that you do and i think that's part of the work that we women have on this planet to teach men that it's okay for them to not fix it that they're okay, they're still worthy because they don't feel worthy anymore if they can't fix it because their whole identity is based on that, right? To be like, well, wait, if I don't fix it, then what am I good for? You yes, and you, and you know, because we've gone through this journey together, mm -hmm. uh, we now have a, a relationship where I will say to him if I want to talk about something, because I don't talk about the incident anymore. It's, it's done in my past, the, the abusive part. But if I have to, if I want to vent, I will say to him, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff. I do not need you to fix it. I don't need a solution. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> just, lay, just lay it out. I just want to, I just want to 
to trash can, you know? <laughs> and he'll go, okay. And you, and you can see his face. He wants to say how to fix it. And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, totally, right? Uh, Tony Robbins was telling a story once too. And he's like, you know how this made you feel? Okay, I need to watch a movie now. I need to see how somebody is being, getting killed, you know? <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. like, just have a little patience and compassion for me. Okay, I'm a man and I couldn't. I got to just shut down my brain right now <laughs> and so to just understand, you know, that man will just keep going with like how they could have fixed it and that they can't fix it. And that to just be like, okay, just leave him, let him do whatever he needs to do to, to feel masculine again after that. Right. Um, after holding that container. So that's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's such a great example. <laughs> I just like, have a little compassion. I just, I'll never forget that when he said that. <laughs> Uh, that's like so powerful. So what would you say is like one of the biggest takeaways? Like if, if a woman would say, gosh, you know, I can do everything, but uh, you know, if you can just give like one nugget that, that really shifted your paradigm when it comes to moving out of that abusive paradigm yeah. and that mindset into a more empowering mindset. There are two. Two. One, two if you don't mind, there are two gratitude. And I know that everybody talks about gratitude, mm. but the one that I want everyone to write in their gratitude journal is they are grateful to be, to no longer be living with that person. They are free. They're grateful to be free. Mm. Just be grateful for that for a while. Forget about all the other stuff that's going on. Just be grateful for that. You are free from that situation. Yeah. And then the second part is starting a success journal because one of the things that it happens to women coming out of that, they, some of them have got kids is overwhelm, huge overwhelm. Yeah. They've got to get jobs. They've got to get money. They've got all these things they want to do. So they look at the big, big chunks of things they have to do and they didn't get it done and it's not happening and they feel failure and they start to get depressed. I want them to look at the little things, the little steps they take every day towards that goal mm -hmm. and celebrate in their journal. Today I did. Dot, 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 dot. These are my successes. Yeah. And really shift their focus. You know, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. That's what, what it helps you to do is shift that focus away from, you know, everything that didn't work in your life or what you couldn't accomplish, right? That's right. And then you start to feel good about yourself because you've got this long list of things and and if you're really going through an emotionally bad time and you get out of bed that day and make your children breakfast celebrate that that's a success yes uh yeah every little thing i mean just okay you were in a good mood today with your kids versus yesterday you were not in a good mood or you were just a little bit more patient or just like every little thing right every little thing you become like the, the researcher or the, the hunter for like successes <laughs> right like yeah <laughs> the detective success journal yeah totally totally well susan i i love what you had to share and i'm sure the listener is like so excited and eager to hear more about your stories and and what other tips you have and if they just want to get more engaged with you and with your work and, and possibly even start working with you you know what's the best way to to get engaged with you or to connect with you the easiest way to find me is on my website, which is www.susanball.ca, CA for Canada. So remember that part. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> everybody yeah, goes to dot .com. Dot .com. <laughs> no, it's dot .ca. And on there, I have a, a 
a free VIP session for 90 minutes where we just get talk about these things because and the reason I offer that is women coming out of these situations really sometimes just need somebody to be supportive in that time and say yep you're doing great it's great what you're doing is great mm. but here's a few tips to to help you move forward so that's the best way to find me and get in touch with me fabulous so say it again so it's www.susanball.ca right dot ca yeah. just keep that <laughs> like yeah. that and get the those 90 minutes of valuable time it's so generous of you susan i mean you. you know just i'm sure it's a lot of listeners i'm going to take you up on that so get ready you know so so thank you for for being on the podcast Susan and, and sharing your wisdom and your enlightening spirit and just, you know, your joy and your hope, like you're just really exuding that, you know, just like the words that you're saying, but I can the energy that you're sending to those listeners, you know, that just really feel like, gosh, you know, if I can get to that level of hope after the abuse of, that I've gone through, you know, anything is possible. That's right. Thank you so much for having me, Auntie. It was a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies, and for those of you who struggle with attracting emotionally unavailable men, or, you know, just really not trusting yourself to the level that you could, and really attracting those, yeah, just absolutely just what I call them avoidant attachment styles, and go to my website, findoneelite.com and schedule your complimentary find the right man discovery call with me. But we go deeper and really look at the, what's at the bottom, what's at the root of all of, of all of what's going on. And again, thank you so much, Susan, for being on the show and for providing this very specific support. This is a very specific challenge that women have in life coming out of abusive relationship. So thank you so much for, for giving them hope and, and know that there's someone out there who can really hold that space for them and who's been there right and who's worked herself out of it yep thank you again awesome awesome all right have a good day you too bye, bye. bye.